This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. We made it through another week. And this week was a pretty heated week of debates between gubernatorial, congressional, and last night's U.S. Senate debate between Senator Lisa Murkowski, challenger Kelly Shabaka, and challenger Pat Chesbro. Tom, were you able to watch any or all of the debate last night? I was not. I got uh, had an emergency that I had to get some things squared away on, so I just wasn't available to watch anything on TV well, last night. Well, let me tell you, and I know mm-hmm. you're working your butt off, Tom. Tom works in the evenings like I do often, and, and it's when, when there's a TV show or something funny, he's like, dude, I was working. So both of us have the same drama to that end, but since this is my day job related, we try to watch when we can, and it was only an hour, and I will tell you that I think everybody scored well. I think Kelly Shabaka did well. I think Pat Chesbro did well. I think Lisa Murkowski did well. I don't think anybody faltered. If you were going to give a grade, I would give them from B to B plus on answers up to A. And hmm. Pat Chesbro in particular did very well. And I was, I was smitten by some of her kind, thoughtful answers. Wouldn't vote for her, wrong party, but I like her demeanor, former teacher and principal. She really had a composure and a thoughtfulness and a pleasantness that I miss. Shabaka, of course, came at negative, just like Nick Bagage. They're both using the same playbooks. They have the same mean look. They have the same vitriol, and they're position is to try to tear down their opponent in both cases and that's why i believe they'll both lose Mm -hmm. and hopefully they can soul search in the future on how to run a race and how to go after another opponent in a more thoughtful way because a lot of us voted for lisa murkowski a lot of us voted in the past for sarah palin a lot of us look at at you know, Mary Peltola hiring Don Young's staff uh, regarding Nick Bagich and say, okay, that was the right thing to do. And then he comes out saying, you know, it's scandalous that you did that. And, and the, the staff members are awful. And it's like, dude, are you, are you copying the Suzanne Downing and Dan Fagan? And I mean, the Randy Redrick, that this group of people that are just haters, is that your style? Because it's going to fail. It's going to backtrack. And by the way, when Republicans win, it's not from those aforementioned people. It's from their own talent. Uh, Kevin McKay, by example. Or I hope Jim Matherly up in Fairbanks wins or Mike Shower in the Valley. It's from their talent and their experience and their exposure, not from bloggers and, and talk show hosts and consultants who give, who give uh, you know, playbook one-liners to attack their opponent. The public's sick of it, and 
Tom, I think that last night's debate wasn't bad. I mean, Shabaka went negative a few times and, and had an arrogance. You know, she's only been here a few years. So it just, it's just, I don't know why anyone would want her to represent us. She's not Alaskan. I don't care that she was born here. She didn't choose that. And then she left at a young age and she's been gone for decades. She did not want to leave here. She sniffed through ego the opportunity to be a U.S. senator. She thinks she's something special. So she darted back here. But it wasn't for the reasons that you may hope that she loves Alaska and wants to raise her kids here. She wasn't thinking that way. She saw opportunity. It's not illegal. It's not immoral. But you have to recognize what it is. She's the wrong choice for Alaska. She just is. There are so many other people that would be better U.S. senators than Kelly Shabaka. I'm telling you now. And I hope when Lisa Murkowski presumably retires in six years that someone steps up that isn't either a newbie to Alaska, a religious proselytizer, or all of us yawn. We all have our own viewpoints and don't want to be lectured by some a-hole. And then finally, someone who isn't a lifelong politician. I often tickle the fancy of these folks out there that we represent. And I mean it legitimately. I say, hey, you, you could move up the ranks and maybe not with the opinion of people that like, like an Amy Domboski, I told her, man, you could run for gov someday. You could run for Congress. She, Amy's super smart and she's tenacious, but, but half the public or more wouldn't like her. So I don't know if she could win. She's too polarizing. I just don't. But, but I said that I meant it sincerely. And I have said that to other people on the, on the fringe, uh, Jamie Allard's another one I've talked about where she's smart and like Amy, she's tenacious. They're cut from the same mold and, and they have the gumption and the wherewithal and the bravery to go after, uh, an issue or a person that they deem isn't, isn't going to help their community. And so I've told Jamie the same thing, man, you could conceivably move up the ranks. And she knows this. The problem is she's polarizing. And the polarization isn't 50-50, nor is it with Dembowski. It's more like the readership of Suzanne Downing or the or the, the, the group of stalwarts I mentioned, Fagan. These people, that there's a 20%, a 22% something, kind of the, the, the Dave Bronson supporters. And now we're seeing the Trump supporters. It's a, it's a block. It's not a small block. But it's not enough to get someone through the finish line. And in Kelly Shabaka's case, I just talked about areas that I don't like. I don't like religious proselytizers. I don't like people new newbies to the state. I mean, she meets those two. What what she doesn't meet in my matrix is someone that's been in office for a long time. And so I will give Kelly that. I don't think she's run for anything. So that's something attractive that she's not a lifelong politician. Whereas, you know, Lisa Murkowski has been in for a long time. So someone might say, hey, that's frustrating. Uh, we need new blood.
And that's where someone might look to Kelly or a Pat Chesbro. Uh, ultimately, I have a calculus that I go by. Tom, you and I have talked about it off air where like, like I wouldn't mind seeing, I don't care the, the gender, but like a general from the military, someone that's really managed a lot of people with a budget and with scrutiny from mm-hmm. above and below, you know, from kind of a constituency, meaning the soldiers to the, the headshed. That that's what I'd like to see in our U.S. Senate. It, Sullivan somewhat has that, but not really. He's a reservist, and he he's not a lifelong career military guy or gal. That's what I would love to see. We have to find one of those for the next Murkowski seat in six years. Stay with us, my friends. Fourteen minutes after the hour. Good morning, happy Friday, Tom Anderson Show. is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Hey, we're back, and I'm looking at texts, and someone noted that last night's debate and the congressional debate, they really weren't electric on public media, TV, and it was calm, and it was relaxed, And it was not like the Pennsylvania debate or the New York debate or the Ohio debate or what we're seeing in New Hampshire or what we're seeing in Georgia with Warnock, U.S. Senator Warnock, sadly to say that even. I can't believe he's a U.S. Senator against Herschel Walker. So this is true. Wouldn't you agree? You can call in if you watched it and you have an observation or two, 357-5868, I was going to say, that just tells me the next uh, election cycle, uh, we're going to have you moderate a debate and I'm going to put it on TV. I would do that. Absolutely. I would moderate a debate. We'll do it. Yeah. Why not? Yep. We got no, TV stations now in Anchorage and Fairbanks. We can get that out statewide too. I'll do that one. Ne- next year we have in the 2024 cycle, we would be able to host a congressional debate because mm-hmm. there won't be a gubernatorial, there won't be a governor's race and there won't be a U.S. Senate. It's the off year for, you know, we just had Sullivan's two years ago against Gross and we have this one with Shavaka and Murkowski yeah. and then there's a break in 2024. Right. But there is a presidential, but I doubt they're going to fly up. Well, why not? I mean, yeah, if we offer them mud pits and arm wrestling. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Hey, did you hear about the intruder, Paul Pelosi? Yeah, I did. I was just looking at that. <coughs> yeah, that's Nancy's husband, mm-hmm. the Speaker of the House. She, of course, has a capital security contingency, you know, group that, that monitors her and protects her. But her husband, Paul Pelosi, in San Francisco is hospitalized after being assaulted by someone who broke into the couple's residence in San Francisco this morning. The assailant broke in and violently assaulted Mr. Pelosi. That's what Drew Hamill said, the spokesman. I mean, of course, they're going to embellish a bit. Uh, we will find out what exactly happened. Mr. Hamill said Pelosi, who is 82, was expected to make a full recovery. Pelosi, the speaker, is in D.C. with her protective detail 
right now. She's fine. San Francisco Police Department responded to a report of a home break-in at 2.27 a.m. Good Lord, that's early. Those are the ones you, you shudder from and, and hope you never have to deal with. During the incident, Paul Pelosi was attacked. The family, the Pelosi's own, they're very wealthy. They own a three-floor red brick townhouse in San Francisco in its exclusive Pacific Heights neighborhood. They've been there since 87. In January 2021, after Congress passed a stimulus bill, the Pelosi home was vandalized with graffiti and a pig's head was left on the sidewalk. The vandalism occurred. This was before the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Attack? You mean the people that broke in and pulled some things and moved some things down? What do you mean, attack? Come on, New York Times. I got to remember the source I'm reading. In the months since that, I'm not going to use the word attack again, uh, that occurred at the Capitol. You know, I don't condone what happened at the Capitol, but it wasn't an insurrection and it wasn't an attack. I think people were being mischievous and just like a riot where people picket and walk down a street yelling, then a, then the window's broken and then a... Uh, you know, maybe you go by Capitol Hall and somebody breaks in or, or goes in there and looks at stuff and adjusts stuff, steals stuff, moves stuff. Suddenly you're like, okay, this is, this is not good. They are uh, disheveling the, the property. But no one would say there's an insurrection of the Seattle city capital. I mean, uh, you might say that when they took over and burned down a police station. So even that's not apples to apples, but I don't look at this as an attack and I, sorry to go off on a rabbit trail. I just, I'm sick of that narrative and yet I don't condone what happened and they shouldn't have broken into the Capitol and they shouldn't have went into people's offices. And if there were groups that were concerted, then they're being scrutinized. Now people that are still in prison that have no trial and have no date for that. And when I'm hearing that's awful too. You don't want to be within the, the web of the federal government on their, you know, bullseye because you don't have a lot of help. And even with free attorneys, uh, it's that would be very scary. Mr. Pelosi, by the way, is a real estate and technology investor, and they've been married a long time. He met Nancy Pelosi at Georgetown University in Washington. They married in 1963. So... We will see what happens. Hopefully he's okay. We, of course, we never, ever want to hear about these stories, and that's not good, and it's, it's not cool that folks would do what they did. Tom, you were awesome to grab a, by the way, I say folks. It sounds like one guy broke in, one intruder. It's not folks. It's not plural. Steigman grabbed for us a Fox News clip, and I assume that's of last night's Senate debate here in Alaska. It is, so we awesome. can uh, roll that now. It's about three minutes. Perfect. I do support codification of Roe versus Wade. I recognize that we cannot go backwards in time 50 years when it comes to, to a woman's right to determine her own reproductive health and health care. I also recognize that abortion should not be without limitation. I'm pro-life, and the Supreme Court with Dobbs has returned the choice about abortion back to the states. I'm not sure that any effort in Congress would actually be upheld by the Supreme Court. However, there's a bill that has been introduced 
that would set a nationwide cap somewhere in the second trimester when a fetus could feel pain. I would support a bill like that. I think that brings us in line with many of the European countries' limits. I think it needs to be up to the discretion of the individual, not anyone else. I think it has to be a very difficult decision, and I think we need to let people make those decisions on their own. I have been the only Republican that has, over the years, came forward and said, the Voting Rights Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, has been that template that has urged us in the right direction to make sure that our election laws are fair to all, that we do not discriminate against our native people through literacy exams. I've also been engaged with a rework of the Electoral Count Act, a bipartisan effort to ensure that not only are our elections free and fair, but that when we count, Senator, your time is it up. is fair. And I truly support state-based systems based in rooted transparency and accountability where we know that we have one Alaskan that can vote and that that vote is counted. I don't support federalization of our election systems where we let Washington, D.C. tell us in Alaska what to do and how to do it. American citizens need to hear what he has to say about that day that was so scary for so many people, and including me. When a subpoena issues to a former, former president, it is not done lightly. I think this needs to be taken seriously. Um, I think that he should, he should uh, uh, accept and, and, and testify under subpoena. I doubt that he will. The people who engaged in illegal activity that day were the ones who entered the Capitol and broke the laws, and they should be held accountable. But I've knocked on thousands of doors across Alaska, so with all that being said, this question hasn't come up once when I talk to Alaskans. Alaskans are focused on the issues affecting them right now in their homes and in their wallets. And there you go. go. Yesterday, someone wrote into me and said Palin's voice was very annoying in the debate, and Kelly Shabaka's voice is annoying. She sounds like an arrogant classmate when she talks. She probably is like that. She reminds me, if you've ever been in school where you have that arrogant, smug classmate that kind of looks down, she has the look of that too. She, she was in an Austin Powers outfit last night. I haven't seen the turtleneck in a long time, let alone dark green. I don't know who dressed her. They dressed her dark green, everything. So there was no differentiation. I'm becoming metrosexual here for a moment. It's like, who, who chose that outfit? And so I look at the whole shebang, the whole persona. And you could look at me and say, Tom, who are you? I'll tell you who I am. I'm not running for Senate. You're going to be scrutinized if you run to be our U.S. senator. It's one of the most powerful positions on earth. And she just didn't do it for me. Even her answers, they're kind of droning on, memorized. There's no spirit. And, and so is there I, a, I just, I'm not impressed. Was there an audience there or is this no. just a studio debate? Just studio. Oh, yeah. All of them. They so were Ke- one hour. Kelly, you know, she needs that audience to kind of feed off of. You know, to get that energy and stuff going, yeah. Um, in my opinion, that and makes sense. and you know that uh, 
and Lisa has that effect somewhat, but Lisa is much better in this kind of a situation, in my and, opinion. And maybe less so in a big crowd, but and right. Kelly may be more charismatic in a crowd. Yeah, Kelly yeah. didn't score big with charisma to me. The other thing that was annoying is mm-hmm. she would say, and I walked to thousands of doors. She said that like four times. When mm-hmm. I meet with Alaska and walk to thousands of doors, oh, okay, that's cool. But I, I, I could see bringing up that point. She said it four times, I recall. It's like, dude, quit saying that. Who cares? I mean, and it's now it's stupid when you keep repeating it. Be like saying, hey, I'm in a complete dark hunter green 1970s Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> outfit. And then she says it 10 times. It's like we already see your lame outfit the first time. You don't need to remind us. We're going to come right back. <laughs> we have lots of time to go. Uh, into other news realms if you're sick of the state senate or the u.s senate debate if you want to join us you can 357-5868 maybe you have a different opinion let us know happy friday drive safe tom anderson show country folks can This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Hey, we are back. Good morning, everybody. Tom Anderson Show. Remember, we are on 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, and live and local. There's not many live and local shows left anymore. We're from Matsui, Go River, Chugak, and Anchorage, all over the place. And you can follow us, TomAndersonShow.com, and, of course, KVNT and the like. And we're happy to have Sir Ricardo, Richard Whitbeck. He goes by Rick, and he is the head honcho here in Alaska for Power of the Future. And, my friend, you have had a busy couple months even over the summer we were interviewing with you with press releases and media alerts as you field and respond to encounter and pivot and try to proactively get ahead of the president who some people say is doing a good job like mary poltola and i don't get it (laughs) how are you this morning i i'm i'm wonderful appreciate the opportunity to come on and and yeah um our president is our president is an interesting guy. Uh, I mean, the the only thing, and this is a quote from my boss, the only thing more terrible than Joe Biden's energy failures, when we talk about energy, Tom, is when Joe Biden lies about his energy failures. And that's what happened yesterday. And, you know, he was on, a, on at, a, at an event and made the comment that the price of gas was over $5 when I took office, and I've dropped it down into you know, by over a dollar. And, and when I heard that and when I saw that, I kind of thought, wait, 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 wait. The price of gas was over five bucks about eight months ago, about nine months ago, about seven months ago, about six months ago. The dog even agrees in the background. Yeah, I was about to say. And, uh, the dog's like, yeah. But, but on January 21st, 2021, the average price of gas was less than two fifty a gallon. June of this year, June, uh, you know, eighteen months after Biden became president, it crossed five dollars a gallon. But like, let's think about that, right? So, we were creeping up to the five dollar area all summer long, all spring long, and Joe Biden somehow thinks that back on January twenty twenty one, the price of gas was over five bucks a gallon. Now, that's and in, uh, that's an, and maybe an unintentional, but maybe an intentional 
you know, comment, I, I tend to think it's actually very intentional because he doesn't want the American people, when they go to the ballot box, early voting now, election day coming up in two weeks, less than two weeks, week and a half, to reject his party and reject what the, you know, the failures are, the, the inflation, the energy prices, the gas prices, the um, complete streaming of people across an unchecked southern border, the um, trillions of dollars being spent on the, on the war in Ukraine, I guess hundreds of billions, but we'll be at a trillion before too long. Sure. And, and all of the failures, oh, Afghanistan and the Americans left behind and leaving the Taliban with over a trillion dollars worth of mineral resources, which they've already started to work with the, the communist Chinese to start to uh, bring to market. All of that abject 100% failures of this administration. So if he can get the American people to believe his hype, maybe the bloodbath that a lot of pundits are, are uh, calling for here, you know, the red wave on November the 8th won't happen. But for him to just outright categorically lie about gas prices, like I, I stopped, took notice. We all did a Power of the Future, shot out a press release, and have had immense uh, opportunity to talk about that on national and you know local shows, including yours, and I appreciate the time to come on. I think that it is a political posture and soundbite and one of many that they are sprinkling on a smidgen here, a smidgen there to try to affect community, state, federal races. And I don't sure. think it's going to stick whatsoever. It's going to be a tiny amount of salt that you won't taste in your soup. It's not enough. And it's a little too late to try to suggest. And it's inaccurate, as you just alluded right. to and defined. Yeah, I mean, that, that to, to take credit for anything. I mean, he has screwed the pooch in multiple ways. Uh, but because he's the wrong party and, and the democratic agenda, I talk about this all the time, as do you. You have to be a little cautious to get in the political realm because there's a likelihood Mary Potola wins and then you got to work with her and negotiate. She's a nice person, but I mean, you have to not negotiate, but you have to, you're more of a sentinel monitoring the stuff, but you know, we have to work with people. And so I know you have to tread lightly, but I can be a little more aggressive to say that is why people that say we're going to rank second or third, I haven't heard this from my direct friends, but we saw that in the results. Right. Uh, a, a Democrat, it's like, you know, be careful with that, people, because with that comes what Rick just described. People taking credit for really crappy uh, stock market uh, rates, really crappy oil and gas sales and prices skyrocketing and inflation. That's under the democratic regime. So, Yeah, when, when, when you think about the leader of the free world, right, making that statement yesterday, also claiming just a week ago that, quote, the economy's strong as hell. You should know that. And then yesterday, or the day before yesterday, he claimed the country's in a historic economic recovery. Hey, Tom, do you do you feel that up here in Alaska? I mean, no. certainly you don't. 
Uh, do you think your friends? I mean, we've had a creation? good business year. You know that. So right now, Optima, my firm, is in the middle of the sure. largesse because we have political candidates in campaigns. But am I picking up a ton of new clients? Are plumbers and dentists and lemonade stands calling me and saying, brand, 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 auto right. dealers, you know, whatever that you, you name the service or the product, the widget in our economy class that we use is it, it, the term. No. Because people if, are like, God, yeah. we're going to hunker down. So after right. this election cycle into next year, yeah, as an ad agency, even I'm a little nervous. Well, and you and you should be if the if if the party that's currently in power retains power. I mean, yeah. the 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 platform and the ideology of grow government have people be dependent on government give up individual freedoms for the collective good, uh, make sure that individual reward is less important than the collective reward, take away the disincentive to go, I, I mean, let's just talk about student loan forgiveness. I didn't get my student loans forgiven, you know, but yeah. inevitably, the people who are getting their student loans forgiven aren't going to go back out and change the world, you know, 10000 no, or $20,000 Not remotely. More. And by the way, I looked it up too, and I don't get any discount either. I still owe 60 something thousand. And it's like, oh, my God, wouldn't that be nice to drop it to 50 and I can ship away? Yeah. And I called, and they're like, hell no. You, you don't sure. fit the model, and you have the wrong yeah, program. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean the wrong program? They're like, you went to Hamlin Law School and got a private loan. They're the highest interest. They're the least forgiving. Screw you. They didn't say screw you, but they're like, Biden's not talking about you. You're one of yeah. the middle class that got the private sector loans. You know, I mean, I went through the school like everyone else, and it wasn't just a state of Alaska loan. You know, there's a bunch of them out there. And sure. and and, uh, and and I have a lot of friends that have the same ones. Like, I have Nelnet now. They bought it out. But no, there was no forgiveness. Not one dime less. And then I said, yeah. what if I paid it off? What if I had a good year at Optima and, and I took 30, 40,000 bucks and, and paid myself and paid it off? They're like, nope, you know, every, you have to pay every cent. We, we're not negotiating. We Lord. changed the rules out. And I'm like, yeah. really? You won't let me pay it off at a, you know, like two thirds? Nope. So, I mean, the, the haves and the have nots go both ways, Rick. People sure. that are middle income and less are the haves now. You might say, no, 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 but you make more money. No, but if I make 70000 and they make fifty, and they get Denali Kid Care, uh, suddenly they're making more than me, and I have to pay for daycare, right? My seventy goes down to forty-eight, and they don't lose any of their fifty because they're getting subsidized. It's a broken—same with health care. It's a broken system, and you're bringing that up under the, under the, the kind of the— the larger perspective of how the president deems our economy and people's success or lack thereof. And he says things are great. He's put, yeah. licking his finger. He's putting up to see which way the wind blows. And he's saying uh, that this is how it is. And, and he is wrong. And I think most people well, are hurting. And that's why you're right that it will be a red wave, I think. I, I, I think you have. I think you have energy on the ballot yep. this this month. That's I true. I think that you have um, the economy, national security, individual rights. But, you know, 
uh, from a Power of the Future perspective, energy is on the ballot. In and all don't be states. fooled by his one-liners that say things exactly. are great. Yeah, Rick, I know, Rick, I know you need to pleasure. cut me loose, man. Have a great, yeah. have a great weekend. Thanks Thank you, uh, buddy. for the opportunity. Thank you, man. Bye. That's Rick Whitbeck. Sir Richard, to all of us, he runs Power of the Future Alaska. We're going to come right back. Stay with us. One segment and one hour ahead. Good morning. Tom Anderson Show. is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We are Matt. Good morning, everybody. Tom Anderson Show, 48 minutes after the hour. We had a few calls. Woodcarver Mike was patiently waiting in the Valley, and Gary was patiently waiting in Muldoon, East Anchorage. You gents are welcome to call back. We wanted to... be polite to Rick Whitbeck and talk to him with his call, but now phone lines are open. And then we will bounce next hour into our regular, we'll get into Alaska news, more news, and we will likely hear from Adam Holtz, focus on the families plugged in with movie and streaming reviews, and Dave Steeran should be calling in. And we've had a few folks replace him over the last two months, some commissioners, and Todd Smolden last week, but I think Dave will be on, if not Todd, and it's always a pleasure to hear from the governor's office. So what is happening? A lot of things are happening. At the national level, a biggie is the, and thank you, I see that, Tom. I, a biggie is the uh, the Twitter sale, and that finally went through. And later next week, we'll talk about Elon Musk and what happens there. Is he a robber baron? Is he someone that's owning, you know, he's got the most expensive. I mean, if you look at Tesla, I can't believe that it's valued at the highest of any singular car, you know, Ford uh, Mercury, Ford Ford Mustang, uh, F-150. If you break it like that down, it's amazing because Elon Musk is huge. And we'll get into that next week. We're going to take your calls this segment. going to go to Woodcarver Mike and then hit Gary. Mike, what's on your mind? Good morning. I just called so I could raise your blood pressure a little bit. Yes, sir. You, know, you, you have it. You have it too easy behind that microphone. Yeah, I do. Some days, this is true. Did you watch the debates? Any of them this week, Governor, Congress, I've or Senate? All of them. Okay, boy. I'm not a Murkowski fan. You know that. Yep. I know her voting record is about 97 percent Republican and three percent something else. That three percent is what bothers me. I don't blame you. It's her willingness to attack. A knee-jerk reaction attack. I've seen it several times from her. And Chewbacca may have been dressed in green and looked like she was from 1975, but Murkowski's picture is right out of the high school yearbook in a voting pamphlet. None oh, of them she, want to Does she have a young problem. one? Does she have a young photo? <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's fine. Funny. That's fine. What, what if it was in utero? You're like, my God, that's an early photo of her. Yeah, she was a good-looking woman. She's probably a nice person. I just happen not to trust her that much. But anyway, that's... Well, well what was your thought of Shabaka? Point. My guess is, I know you enough, my friend, 
the Shabaka type with the canned speech and the big degree and the, hey, I just came back to Alaska because I love you so much. It wasn't a run for U.S. Senate. You don't buy that either. Do you agree with me that getting a woodcarver mic running for U.S. Senate to fill Lisa's seat in six years or a, or a higher ranking officer who's retired? I, I would like, male or female, I would like to see that. In the future, Murkowski seat, assuming Lisa wins in six years. Yeah. One of the things that aggravates me about you is this. While we're all talking and being honest. Sure. I don't think that a person has to have a long line of pedigree, accomplishments, college degrees, masters, doctorates, whatever it happens to be, in order to do a good job. I don't either. That's that's what I was picking on Kelly Shabaka about. Kelly Shabaka is more degreed with more prestigious East Coast schools than Lisa. Lisa went to Willamette, where probably half the state went to in law. So so right. that's my point. I'm not saying you have to have a big degree, not at all, but, Mike. But, you well, misunderstood. Some days you, well, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Some days it sounds that way. When oh, you say wait a minute! I know what you're talking about. Thank you for listening. I, I owe you, uh, at least if not an apology, a, a point. Yesterday, what I said was, is that I do want people credentials, not necessarily a politician, but, but I, I don't mind someone either educated or workforce developed like you as a former ranger in the military, someone that has been trained. It could be in the working trades. It could be academically. By the way, academics, because someone has a bachelor's degree. Come on, Mike. I'm not a moron. That doesn't mean diddly squat. If anything, you could, you could make a strike against them because they haven't worked with their hands. They don't know how to manage. They just have a, a, a social sciences degree. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm talking broader that someone that has the wherewithal to know how to write and know how to do basic math. And, and knows how to work with other classmates. Uh, maybe I didn't articulate it. That's all I meant. Or, or strike that. Strike the degree and have someone in the military that can work with others and can manage. That's more what I meant. I would want to see someone that has experience to that degree, no pun intended, run for office. Less so, do you have a degree? I don't think that matters. I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I've known people who finished high school, didn't go to college, and are making 250000 yep. a year. Agreed. Because they know how to do something. They know how to balance their checkbook. Well, I don't see the big hassle on balancing a state budget. Yeah, I you would, don't see it. You, it's you, a giant checkbook. Well, this is the thing, Mike. It's who's getting elected. It's a popularity contest these days. It's not based on skill set. If it was based on skill set, you'd be the governor. People don't run like that. You know, you, but we have 40 no. House seats and 20 Senate seats. Do you think all of these are the stars of the class, the stars of the platoon? Hell no. It's a popularity oh, I agree contest. It you seems know? that Eisenhower was right in 1968 when he said that politics is getting only for the rich in the United States. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kelly Shabaka is an elite and, and you would say that Murkowski is an elite having been in the U.S. Senate. Probably Pat Chesbro is the one non-elite, the former principal out here in the Valley. So if someone rated it just on that, they would go for her. 
I know what you're saying, though, and, and I have to watch my words to, to make sure that people understand. I'm simply saying the best female or the best male is someone at the end of the day that's intelligent, cares, has a heart, but can make tough decisions. Whether or not they have a degree, I'm with you. That may not be necessary, but just like with your kids or grandkids or mine, I mean, I, normally you would say, hey, get building trades experience or get a degree, get something where you can be trained or go to the military. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to back track on that. I think that's important. If they don't go, they're still valuable human beings. But I'm just talking about in the in the working trades. Mike, we got Gary holding and I feel bad if we use the whole segment and he can't get his two yeah, cents no in from Molding. Tell Gary I said hello. I will. Thank you, brother. I'm glad you watched you those bet. debates. True Alaskan. That's I do Mike. and I listen to you. I scrutinize you. <laughs> I know you do. What Garver Mike, we love you, brother. Thanks for listening. We're going to bounce to Gary in East Anchorage. What do you think on on uh, Mike's comments? Would you agree, Gary? Well, I agree, and and you know you do a lot of times go like, oh, you got to have all this experience, all this crap. But I thought, well, well, look where it's got us in our legislature. Look where it's got us in the presidency and everything. I mean, my goodness gracious. Sure. Uh, Rick Rick was uh, 100% right on Biden. My sister and I go, what the heck? He's running our country into the dirt. And it's not just him. It's, uh, it's just unbelievable. And I did watch the debate. I thought Chewbacca did very, very good. I didn't look. I wasn't staring at her friggin' dress. That's not important to me at all. I mean, uh I, I don't know. I Berkowski, she's had years. There's so many things that need to be done. The Coast Guard, you know, getting the icebreakers for out here for the Arctic. We're way, way, way behind. That's something that's very important. And 73, I was in the Coast Guard out here patrolling the, it's a huge, we got a huge shoreline and, and waters out here. One, you'd have one like 378 footer, like I was on the Coast Guard Cutter Rush patrolling why not three or four of the cutters out there at a time some back in 73 there was japanese mini takers with a huge reel on it like five mile nets full of salmon i was right there along the nets and then in our small boat that we put over and it, it was just that was in 73 and that's probably not the bristol bay fish it's probably some of these others and, and uh there's so many things, but oh well, oh, we got two or three icebreakers. Well, I got news for you, honey. Try to them. <laughs> when Russia has forty 50. of them, many of them don't work. Well, well but... one of them's got like fifty. Uh, yeah, China well, or, or... It's, it's, no, it's Russia for sure. Well, Gary, good points, and I'll take your constructive criticism. I'm going to yell for my mommy here, Mike and Gary. You're picking on me, but you make very good points, and I'm always open minded on that. And it's 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 food for thought for me as I assess who, what, where. By the way, I'm not condoning that Joe Biden ran and won with 50 years in the Senate. I think he should have retired long ago. So I'm with you there, Gary. Thanks for oh. the call. Enjoy your weekend. Hey, you too. Have a great weekend, everyone. You betcha. That's Sir G in Muldoon. I'm Tom Anderson. We're coming right back. Hour ahead. Stay with us. Happy Friday. 
This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson. Good morning, everybody. Happy second hour of the program. Tom Anderson Show. We're on 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. We're live. We're local from Matsu through Eagle River and Chugiak. And, of course, all of Anchorage DMA. Happy to have you with us. Phone lines will be open this morning. We had a few calls last hour. 357-5868. Happy to hear from you. We will have the Adam Holtz movie review coming up and also likely Dave Steering from the Gov's office so we'll have an open first and last segment definitely for your calls if you're so interested. I was looking at the headlines and one of them still big deal and you know I'm voting for Mike Dunleavy and support him but I hope that they can under Nancy Dahlstrom they didn't make any any big leaps and bounds and changes. And I was very unhappy with that. I wasn't thrilled with her as the, the light gov choice, but it is what it is. Uh, it, she was the Department of Corrections commissioner, and these deaths just continued and continued. She passed the baton. They're continuing in the correctional system, and it's it's not good. The number is not good. It's alarming, and there's a problem. And I think they're not discussing it because of the fact it's such a problem. Alaska's news source covers the fatalities and what's happening in DOC. Good evening, everyone. This week, the Alaska Department of Corrections announced a 16th inmate died while in its custody. That's already ties the highest annual number of deaths in the past 20 years. Investigative reporter Mike Mason has been looking into this and has details. Mike. Yeah, Maria, we've been following this issue for a few months. And recently, we spoke with some family whose loved ones died while they were in DOC custody. Tonight, we have a preview of one of the family's stories. 48-year-old Marcus Gillen was the 14th inmate this year to die in custody. Marcus had a heart condition and was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but his family said he was fine while taking his medications. He was arrested for assault this past September when Marcus's mother called police for help. She said he didn't hurt her, but she was afraid. His mother then pleaded with the judge to get him into a mental health facility instead of a jail. But after just a week of being incarcerated, she learned Marcus was dead. He started acting strange, talking strange out of his head. And so I didn't know no other way but to try to get him some help through the court. And I was denied. Something is going on. They, I'm, I'm not blaming the DOC, but, you know, something is going on. They're not getting the proper attention or something for those people to be down at a rapid pace like that, you know? Now, we question the Department of Corrections about inmate deaths. They say most of the information regarding an inmate is protected by law. But they did tell us the department continues to provide training to staff to assist in identifying potential risk factors within incarcerated individuals. We have a variety of healthcare professionals who are trained to recognize and treat symptoms of seriously complex medical issues that are further complicated by years of substance abuse and lack of access to adequate healthcare. 
the department is constantly looking at ways to ensure the safety and well-being of the individuals in our custody. The Department of Corrections also tells us every prisoner's death is reviewed by the Alaska State Troopers and the State Medical Examiner's Office. There you go. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I guess if you had a loved one incarcerated, you'd be worried. If the fatality rate's that high, you'd be petrified. And before someone says, well, they shouldn't have put, been put there in the first place. Come on. From DUIs to all the different circumstances, people are people. You still have to have a, a, a reasonable facility where there's not massive, you know, per capita record-breaking deaths in the facility. Mm -hmm. Tom, would you be nervous? I mean, if you had oh, a yeah. friend and they're like, oh, man, something happened. I didn't do this or I messed up here and I have to go to jail for three months and then they end up dead. I, I'd be nervous Yeah, I'd be, based on those rates. Yeah, I'd be very nervous for them. And, uh, you know, I'd like to, you know, still like to see what are the causes of these deaths? You know, and how is that being done? I mean, they're saying that it's, you know, confidential and stuff. But you know what? Uh, if somebody, uh, you know, were to do something to me. I'll tell you what, that that information gets released by the police almost instantly. Yep. Tom Stogman got shot. Tom Stogman got stabbed. Tom Stogman yep. got run over by a truck. Tom we, Stogman we, we died what, from the flu. Yeah, we know Meaning what whatever happened. Whatever the reason yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, we know what happened. So why is it being covered up and uh, not being released in? I don't know. For what, who's being incarcerated. A lot of things go on in prisons, mm -hmm. uh, including by the COs and others in management that you don't know about and they can hide. And a lot of things go on. And I'm not saying it's corrupt or, or unethical. I'm just saying inmates, correctional officers, you I'm, and I'm not saying it's ever happened, but I'm sure it has. And and things occur, and you can have a bunch of good officers and one bad one, mm -hmm. and that one bad one, or a bunch of bad inmates or good inmates, but just it just takes a few that can cause havoc. My guess is most of the fatalities have been from healthcare or from you know drug addiction. They get in there and they they had overdosed. Something happened, like this guy, medication related. I don't know how many are from actually violence. That would be a great question. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think those are the answers that we need to know. So you what know, if, there if were more 16? people need to be held accountable or if, I mean, exactly. if all 16 people got murdered, you know, obviously we had to get some new management or something in there and get something figured out to, Correct. you know, prevent that. Or if people but, aren't giving, if or if they're not giving their related. medicine on time, exactly. you know, or something like that. Those are details we need to know and get those things corrected. Yeah, no, exactly. You, now, you know, you know, like, you know, it could be me who's a, you know, overweight guy, you know, trying to lift too much weight in the yard, you know, <laughs> and right. I drop the dumbbell on my own self. Well, that's, yep. that's on me. Steigman's you know, still number but we, 17 in our correction. What happened to Tom yeah, Steigman? They're like, we're not talking. Yeah. You're not going to tell us how he passed away. And then someone leaks it to me by a letter. Tom dropped weights on his feet. Yeah, exactly. And he bled out from his big toe. <laughs> So. <laughs> people are yawning right now yeah. they're like well, we we did we thought we were done with the tom steigelman uh 
uh, incarceration stories. Yeah, no, they're, they're not. There's a new episode, a new season next year. Yeah, they're like, oh man, can we just get through this and uh, get to Adam Holtz in the next segment? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Maybe he's got a happy movie we can talk oh, about. Oh <laughs> man, we will see. Yeah, there's a lot out on Netflix. I've been watching uh, that, you know, on Disney. And you know what I'm excited about? And actually, mix. we should probably talk about this next segment with Adam. Sure. But Sight and Sound Theaters releasing this new Christmas movie. Oh wow! Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Maybe he's got some information on that. Yeah, for bring us. that one up. For sure. He's going to be up next, and it's 14 minutes after the hour. We are brought to you by Pip Alaska. If you have a printing need, if you need something, whether it's a wrap or a poster or something decorative, indoor, exterior, like I say, on vehicles and windows on your roof, they have a sign company as well. But they also do the mailers and the print jobs, your basics, your rack cards, your brochures, your annual reports, your business cards, and then you can even reorder through their online system. And they cover the full state. Mike Vanya with a V is the sales manager, pipalaska.com online. Stay with us. Adam Holtz next up. Focus on the family's plugged in movie reviews. We're going to lighten up the intensity for a segment. Good morning. Tom Anderson show. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We are back. Good morning, everybody. Tom Anderson Show, 18 minutes after the hour. Happy Friday. It's the last Friday of October of 2022. Time is moving fast. And, of course, always a pleasure for this segment to have Adam Holtz, the director of Plugged In from Focus on the Family. And they review everything from games to music to... Of course, their big gun, their big lift are TV shows and movies and streaming. And today I was talking to Adam. Good morning, Adam. It's Netflix. You've got two flicks, both of which I was just reading about this week and this morning. I got the email about All Quiet on the Western Front, and I got the email two days ago uh, that The Good Nurse started yesterday, and I'm going to watch both of them this weekend. So I'm glad that you're going to give a review. Yeah, they both have something to offer. They're both R-rated for totally different reasons. And for some of your listeners, that may give them pause. And for others, it'd be like, you know, it's not that big a deal. Uh, But All Quiet on the Western Front, of course, is based on the, I believe it was written in 1923, the, you know, kind of anti-war novel um, in Germany. And it is about World War One. And it's about just the, the human waste of war. And I think Many historians agree that World War One might have been the worst conflict we have ever had, you know, at that scale, just in terms of not only the number of people who died, but, you know, dying in the trenches with nerve gas and all of the, the mustard gas and all of that. It was a horrific war. And this story is set right at the end of the war, and they're right on the verge of agreeing to an armistice, but it gets dragged on for several days. and a whole bunch more people die in the two or three days it took them to figure it out. And so it's, it's really a commentary, I think, on, on, on the waste and the, the senselessness of war. And it digs deep into just the horror of World War I. I think um, this movie could potentially do for World War I what Saving Private Ryan did for World War II. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Incredibly graphic. And this is a remake, right? All Quiet on the Western Front. There was already a movie, maybe two. So this is the German remake? 
Yeah, this is it's in German, and I believe the original book was in German too. So um, when Hitler came to power in 1933, they banned the book. It was one of the very first books that was banned because it was considered propaganda, anti-war propaganda. Um, but yeah, the movie is is mostly in subtitles. There's a little bit of English. And it's so, the German you know, perspective? That, it's from a German soldier yeah. or the perspective of an English? Yeah. No, it's German soldiers. It's about this group of German friends who sign up right at the end of the war, believing, you know, wholeheartedly that they're doing their patriotic duty and, you know, they're happy to support the cause and they get thrown into the meat grinder and realize that, you know, what has been, what they have been told and, the, you know, the premise upon which they have been recruited is completely false. And, and then they're just grist for the mill. And I mean, it's a, this is a depressing movie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, at least in Saving Private Ryan, you had some redemption. There's not much redemption here, but that's kind of the point, which was that, you know, this war was senseless and it drug on in senseless ways and it obliterated innocent lives. Um, so it's a powerful film. Uh, it's not for everybody. It's rated R primarily for really, really graphic violence. So, you know, think the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan, the D-Day invasion, much of this movie is in similar territory in terms of what we see. Okay. And so in terms of historical value and in terms of yeah. interest and action and the raw, the grit, the humanity, it would be a good movie in terms of Christian oh, yeah. faith, family. It probably wouldn't be because it's graphic and alarming, right. certainly for kids. Well, what if a Christian I, couple was listening that has no kids? No. No, I think that I don't know that I would put a particularly Christian filter on it. To me, it's the issue of of the violence. You know, I, I think that reckoning with the reality of war, um, in some ways, I would rather have violence in this context where there's a point to the story that's being told as opposed to just bloodshed that's wanton for the sake of entertainment. This movie is is about, I think, more than entertainment. It really is about trying to help us understand the horror of war and the horror of world war one. And, and frankly, we're far enough away from world war one now that my guess is there are a lot of people who don't know much about it. Uh, you know, it's sort of a historical footnote, which is hard to believe since it was such a, you know, a civilization shattering event when it came to a close in 1917. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a history buff. I actually really like movies like these personally, but you know, that, that liking comes with the caveat that there's there's brutal imagery here and it's definitely not going to be for everyone okay okay and then you've got the other one the good nurse and of course i think as the 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 grinwold and dumbledore and i think of of eddie <laughs> redmayne and i'm like yeah. what is he doing in that one so but he is uh, he, he's in the good well, nurse he tell us about that yeah, he um, he plays a different kind of role here. He is an extraordinarily creepy serial killer. And this is based on a true story. That's right. Um, he plays a guy named Charlie Cohen, and he has traveled from hospital to hospital, and he quietly kills people, usually with insulin. Yeah, uh, and it's a true their, story. You know, it's a true story. And Jessica Chastain plays uh, Amy Laughlin, uh, who is the nurse who kind of figures out what's going on, and she's close friends with him, 
And so the FBI and the local authorities use her to sort of set up a sting to try to get him. So it's a it's a thriller. It's a not a murder mystery in that we actually know pretty early what's going on, but we see her character and she is a an, a remarkable character and incredibly brave and just a good person. And the hospital really doesn't want to do anything. They just want to hide it. They want to bury the story. They want to pretend it's not happening. Uh, but she has the tenacity to say, no, there are, he, this guy's killing my patients. We got to get him. Um, and they, they think, they don't know for sure, he had been doing this for years. They think he may have killed as many as 400 people. Jeez. So, I mean, in some ways, he's one of the most notorious serial killers in American history. But his story, at least for me anyway, sounds like you know more about it than I did, is, is kind of under the radar. But it really focuses on her courage. And Jessica Chastain, I think I mentioned her name, plays this nurse. And I love Jessica Chastain as an actress. She just, she really works. And, and Eddie Redmayne, man, he is creepy as the day is long once you know what's going on. Um, so another one that has some moments of violence and some language, it's not a hard R rated, um, well, it's an R rated movie. It's not as hard R as some might be. Uh, and with a few edits on language, you know, we've got quite a few F words. I think this could have been in PG 13 territory, but it it definitely is a disquieting movie. I definitely want to watch it. Eddie, uh, he, I act like he's my buddy here, but he, Eddie Redmayne, won the Academy <laughs> Award in 2000, I think in 2015 for The Theory of Everything, where didn't he play Stephen Hawking? Yeah. I never saw the film. Yeah, he did. No, he did. And, and it was a pretty remarkable film, actually. His his performance, um, well, I, I mean, I can't imagine what he had to go through to get that performance right. Um, you know, ultimately, I think from a Christian perspective, He's coming down on a very evolutionary side of things. And so we had some, you know, some things to say about the overall worldview. But in terms of the movie itself and its its depiction of him, it was very well done. Yeah. Well, I'm appreciative of the fact that you do the heavy lifting. I say this every week. I'm a broken record, but I mean it. And I know that you review these and your team reviews these with a lot of different lenses and i appreciate that too and i think i'm going to watch both of these and i'm excited for both of them and it's one of the reasons i think netflix we always talk about i I say this all the time but i i look at these uh or i mention this all the time that i look at these different netflix i invested in for stocks and i'm looking at meta and alphabet with google and youtube and i just think there's a, a lot of hope and potential for all of these mainstream ones forget the politics because uh, I like Facebook yeah. politics aside. I mean, I like to see how my Aunt Doris is doing or where my Uncle Harry and Aunt Sherry are traveling. They live in Denver or, or you know, whatever's yeah. happening. I love it. Or somebody's birthday. Hey, it's Adam's birthday. You know, focus on the or, yeah. uh, um, Facebook re- response to those. And I love the fact that we have these opportunities and they're busting butt to make movies. Some of them I don't like, though. But I like that you sift through right. it. Meaning what I'm saying is thank you, Netflix and Disney and Amazon. Yeah. I treasure a few hours a week, maybe a little bit more to watch the boob tube. And I enjoy it. And I appreciate the fact that you still have a, a venue. Uh, you know, the Siskel and Ebert, some of them are going away, but you guys are still there uh, loud and strong and, and covering it. So, 
That's cool. Well, that's certainly what we want to do, and we want to give we want to give families, especially, the information that they need to make the best decision for themselves. Because not all families and not all kids, even within the same family, Tom, are the same, right? So yep. we just we want people to be engaged and to know the things that their kids are into and how it might be influencing them. And the way they can do that is so often they hear you speak in eloquence and, and with thoughtfulness and with insight. But, I mean, the, the, once you hang up, they don't hear you. So they can go to Plugged In, yeah. correct, online? That's right. PluggedIn.com. Yeah. And then you can get all the reviews and learn about Adam. Read the Adam Holt story. You can laugh. You can cry. You can <laughs> softly weep in your kitchen on the floor. It's mostly softly weeping. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Adam. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, brother. Thanks, Tom. Cheers, man. Hey, it's the Tom Anderson Show, 29 minutes after the hour. Two segments ahead. We should have Steering coming up. Last week, he did the double take and had Smolden on. Either way, we're happy. Someone from the Gov's office should be up next. Stay with us. Tom Anderson Show. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Hey, we're back. Good morning, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour. Always a pleasure to have Dave Steeran from the Gov's office. And last week we had Smolden. Dave, you were kind enough to bring in some of the heavy hitters in the commissioner realm over the last two months as you're tied up. But you're with us today. How goes the battle, my friend? I'm glad the election's almost over, and I'm sure you are too, because no doubt it's a distraction. You know, I, I will say this. Uh, somebody asked me a few days ago, do I miss doing my, my radio show? I said, oh, you know, there, there are days where it would be fun. Do I miss uh, having an ad agent? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I mean, you guys, because what people don't know is, 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 like, like you, and, and you, you could throw your red flag at me if I'm wrong, is the final three to four weeks, the, the, the guys that's doing the creative, the placement, uh, the, the mailers coming up with the messaging strategy, the, the unwritten job description is also chief babysitter because candidates are, are human beings. They have fragile egos. They have, they're nervous. They, they have 20 different people that have their cell phone number telling them they're doing it wrong and they need to do this, this, and this. And, and you're getting the call from the candidate who, I mean, you have the experience of the messaging, you have uh, a broad strategy, you, you have timing, and then the candidate got a call from three bros who said, no, you got to do it this way. And the candidate says, I think we got to do it this way. So I'm like, no, no, who, who are these people? Who is calling you and telling you to so? So, you know, working in the office, I'm not involved with the campaign at all. So I'm, I, I enjoy that not being involved immensely it's it's guys like you i bet you're counting down the days five examples each super quick just this morning i cannot tell you what who where because i don't want to embarrass them but one is a broad statewide candidate and that's fun to see that maybe a music sound bed doesn't work and i i can agree or not agree but but that's something, easy lift to change something. But then we have another where someone texts us photos of notes of a mailer they want. 
four or five pages. And it's like, okay, that looks pretty complicated. Can't read your words. Wasn't sent by an email. Now we have to uh, extract that from a text to an email. And then a designer has to figure out what you want and you want an expedited, of course. And I just broke out in hives, Tom. Yeah, just with that, that just two those, of those then, examples. I now have hives. Have Go ahead. Hay. I know you got more. And we have, then we have hay. We have another budget. We have a couple hundred dollars more. Can you throw to a couple stations? It's like, dude, uh, just Dave Steeren's KFQD, Dave Steeren's show would be $50, $100. So a couple stations and you want Steeren? You can get Steeren once. <laughs> I mean, a couple stations. What, 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 how much do you think the rates are? Then the next one, hey, no, this is out of state. This is in another state where it's like, hey, we, we had our internal people design the ad. And we listed, it's a 300 by 600 DPI for a, a news source. And on that news source, like an ADN.com, but in another state, we're going to list all the logos and then we're going to write a quote. And I said, do you know how ugly that is to have someone go read the news and come online to that news source and your ad is there and it has 15 logos and a quote? No one's even going to look at that. We have to have the candidate with a big logo, with his last name. I'm sorry, with maybe one little liner. And yep. clean and green is the one we had for this one. And instead, they want, nope, we, we want all the logos. And so I could go on. Those are four. There are so many where, is it egregious? No. But are they short-sighted? Yes. Uh, could they do more? Yes. And, you know, are we quitting as a result? We did with a couple candidates. We're, we're like, we can't take it anymore. And, yeah. and others, um, we just do it. And then there are some that are well-oiled machines. And you know one that's a well-oiled machine? I'll compliment. She may not win. Sarah Palin's campaign. They go through us and they say, what do you think? You would love them, Dave. And I'm like, I recommend this. And they're like, tweak this or it's approved or could you switch this? Maybe a sound bed. Uh, what do you think on this? We recommend this. Go for it. Good job. Here's your pay. They're like precise. They're perfect. And someone might say, really? On that? Yep. On that one. They're, they're probably, of all our candidates, the easiest to deal with and the most concise. And they and they had used out-of-state and in-state. And you can look that up on, on the federal uh, reports. And, and they've been very complimentary to us that we are, have been responsive and thoughtful. And again, Sarah may not win. I don't know. But we've tried. And, and we've been thoughtful. And our ads have been kind. Because Tommy Boy's doing them. And I know sometimes Dave would lecture me, and he's right. You have to go hard or sharp. But I'm proud. You know, I'm a goody two-shoe, ultimately, even though I have a loud bark on this radio show. And and I like our ads. So, anyway, that's that's my little story, Dave. I didn't mean to poach on you. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it, it, today, and the other thing that we have, we have going on today, today's a, a rough day. Uh, we have the, the funeral for the former chief of staff, and of course, people know him for other things. Ben Stevens is today, so um, it, it's he hired me. Uh, he oh, uh, he recruited and interviewed me, and and so it just just stunning Very uh, of his of his sudden death. And so today is his uh, funeral service. And um, where is just, that at? I think it's at Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay, uh, over off Wisconsin, here in town. Yep. 
I think that gets started at at noon. Um, I'm not telling any secrets. It was in the in the newspaper, yeah, by the way. But it, it uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, guy, the the guy was in amazing shape. Went to the gym every day. Uh, I, I think still played adult league hockey. Was out hiking with his bride. Um, oh, I, 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 I just, I mean, it, the the lesson to everybody out there, no matter what you thought of of Ben or, or what have you is you just don't know. And so if you're, if you have an opportunity to take that trip, if you have an opportunity to have that life experience, uh, do it, yeah. do it because you, you just don't, you, you don't know. And, and I think, you know, post COVID people spent two years not going anywhere. So you have, you have two groups of people, people who are accustomed to not going anywhere and people who are yeah. accustomed to That's, screw this. I'm well, going I, I go everywhere, but I'm out of shape, dude. And, and that gives me, it makes me think, you know, start getting in better shape. Now I know you would say, well, no, but Ben was in great shape. You know what I mean? It just, it, yeah. We're, we're well, Tom, I will to tell you age. round is a shape. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that was good. Well, and the other thing is, you and I know this. We are people of faith, and we're human beings, and I don't care about politics when it comes to someone's health. If someone has yeah. cancer or a debilitating disease or died or has a family member that died, I am not asking what's their party. I grieve for them, and I, I am sad for them. And, and Ben Stevens and I didn't always get along, but I am very sad for his loss and for his family's suffering, and that's very sad. Yeah. And I don't care if it's a, you know, whatever party. That, that's non political for me and i know it's non-political for you but you happen to know him he happens to be on our team and he hired you so it's even more connected yeah yeah wicked smart guy uh very dry subtle sense of humor um but but uh yeah yeah i i learned a, a lot and it was kind of unfair because i started and COVID hit so the, the majority of my time with, with Ben was dealing with, with COVID-related policies. You know, he, yeah. he made sure with his expertise that the commercial fishing industry was able to have a commercial fishing season uh, during COVID. You know, mining and, and oil uh, operations continued pretty much unabated. And, um, you know, there, there was just nothing we could do for the city of Anchorage. At the time, you had either Mayor Berkowitz or the temporary mayor, and yeah. the policies that the assembly made was Anchorage's own. Meanwhile, out in the valley, Tom's, Tom's going to Three Bears yep. and, 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 and living life, living normal life. They you said you could wear a mask or not. Exactly. I yep. chose to wear one, and I got my inocular, I got my shop, and I mean, each to his own. That's fine with me. Yeah, I was yeah. Three Bears is the is the capital of live and let live. I love that place. Oh, Shameless man. plug, but uh, I, yeah, I love it. They're a sponsor of this show, and Dave Weiss lives on the same lake I do, brother. I can see his house from here, so I love it. So, well, you know, it's funny. We, we really quick story, really quick Three Bears story. So when we made the 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 dividend announcement, it was out at the Three Bears. I forget I which remember. one. It wasn't. It wasn't on Pittman. Uh, it Palmer. was on, I think it was on, uh, yeah, Palmer Wasilla uh, Highway. Yep. Uh, and and w- one of the gals in the comp team was her th- first time going to Three Bears. So uh, Jeff Turner and I uh, said, you know, you really need to buy a, a gun today. We're announcing uh, the dividend. And we, she said, you can't buy guns here. And then we took her back to the gun counter, and her eyes got right. big as saucers. She's that's like, oh, right. my God, this place is amazing. Yes, it yep. is. And they and they're in Montana, and they're they're getting bigger and bigger. And guess what? They don't compete with Costco. They buy from Costco, and yep. so that's why you see Kirkland products. And I don't even think they have a contract. I don't think they have a. I just think it's it's without question known that if Costco came out to the valley, Three Bears would not buy 
millions upon millions upon probably hundreds of millions of dollars of product, and so yep. they wouldn't compete with them. So you're going to see that, folks. Sorry for those that want a Costco out here. Again, I don't think there's an agreement. I just think it's obvious if Costco. I think came the out balance here. works, really. Yeah, exactly. Think, so, yeah. Dave, we appreciate it. It's always fun to chat with you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you next week before the election. It's almost over, Tom. It's almost over. You can get a good night's sleep and not have your cell phone blow up. Fist bump. Fist bump. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Watch watch Andor. We're coming right back. Tom Anderson Show. Good morning. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Hey, we're back. Good morning, everybody. Tom Anderson Show. I'm reading the article here from Yareth Rosen. I wish they would have called me on this one. Alaska Beacon, ADN picked it up on Shower and Massey in that race. And oh, I just, I really, really hope people understand Shower is the right choice there. Massey... I do not think would be a good choice. I see Scott Clayton there who loves Mike Shower, and we all do. I mean, he, he's such a good guy, and he's tried and tested and true, and Massey is not remarkable to me. And he's running, I don't know if it's on his family's coattails in the, in the Big Lake or what it is, but I have heard so much negative about him. I have had six different troopers contact me that he's not a good man. Nobody has contacted me from the military about Mike Shower other than positive. Don't you think, Tom, I'll ask you, don't you think an eyebrow should be raised when you have six different troopers at different ranks say he's not a good person? Six. Yeah, that, that, you know, I get like, you know, one, two, maybe even three, but you know, when you start getting into that realm, half a dozen, that's something that you want to take a look and, at. And not concerted. Do you know what that means? Meaning not together. Like, Hey, we're yeah. coming as a group. I'm just getting calls or because we, we work with Mike shower and he, believe me, he's getting calls mm-hmm. and I've talked to people from corrections. I've talked to people from the governor's office and it's like bad news. Hmm. Talk to people who grew up with him. Bad news. I mean, you could say, well, Tom, you're one to talk. You you know, I always throw this out and Tom knows where I'm going to go with this. Someone could say, Tom, you're not perfect. Look at you. Look at your look at your legislative, how your legislative career ended and what happened to me. But one, I'm not running for state Senate. But two, I'll bet you dollars to donuts. No one's going to say, yeah, we remember Tom as, as a young man or, or, or in his early dating years and how he treated women or what he did or how he did. I really doubt. And, and maybe someone would crop up, but, but not in the, to the magnitude against Massey. And the, the only reason I bring that up is because every so often I have someone pick on me an ex or somebody that says, Hey, you know, you're one to talk. You were talking about so-and-so and I listened to your program and it's like, no, but I'm not running for office and I'm not virtue signaling. And I'm not saying, Hey, I'm God's gift. And I'm also not, if I were running, running against a guy, uh, a mensch, uh, a, a person of great stature and of great, I believe, dignity and self-respect, Mike Shower. I wouldn't run against Mike. 
Why would a fellow Republican run against Mike Schauer? I don't even get it. That, that is so self-serving. So many of us, so many of us are like, what? I talked to, you know, John and Sandy Powers from the Charitable Gaming Alliance and, and that, you know, own Matt Valley Bingo and, and, and Tudor Bingo and they're, they're Christians and they're, and they're good people and they're patriots and, and they're like, well, why would someone run against Shower or, or the, you know, the folks at Capstone and my friends who, you know, public information who donated, who run that, who are Christians and who are like Mike Shower, Eagle Scouts and military veterans. And they're like, why would someone run against Mike Shower? Pick a different seat, run for school board or run for something where there's an opening but why would you want to take out a strong patriotic conservative mike shower wife married his i think high school sweetheart i mean they they have kids their their kids are in the military and and or at least i know one son is and i just i don't understand it and and by the way i do understand the liberty to run i didn't say massey or someone else doesn't have the right to run i'm just saying there has been so, I've never of all my 12 years, of all my 12 years with a literal ad agency and of my 35 years helping campaigns, all that time, all these races, the, the, the Walker against the Guerra, against the, the Shabaka, the, the, the Nick Bagich, the Mary Potola, the Al Gross against Dan Sullivan, the, the, you name the races, the Tom Finks and Maestrums and Bagich and Knowles and all these, you know, Bob Bell, Pete Cott, all the people running Norm Rokeberg against my ex, Liesel, my races against Peggy Wilson and Owen, Owen Carey and Earl Mayo. All the races out there ever I've been involved with, ever. I've never seen so many people privately come out negative against a candidate as Doug Massey, ever. So many people. I talked to an ex-corrections officer who, my God, the stories he had. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, geez, my dad has been called. My dad's a retor- retired trooper colonel. And, and, you know, he's the only guy, uh, that, that I'm going to brag. First dad started with another person, the police and chaplain fire ministry. So I'm, I'm giving you his clout first. And these aren't his words. He's humble, but maybe I'm not this moment. So let me, let me have my moment. Dad received the fraternal order of Alaska state troopers, which he helped start in 1969. He's been there forever. Dad's in his eighties now and still doing great. And dad's the president of the fraternal order of Alaska state troopers. It'll be his last time as he fades out of the management of it. But, but dad got the, Lifetime Achievement Award. And dad got the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Alaska Peace Officers Association. There's been no law enforcement officer in the state's history. He could get the police and fire chaplain's Lifetime Achievement Award. All I'd have to do is call to get that. He started it. They love him. So basically, and he's also part of the, the you know, Chiefs of Police Association or, or has been. Nobody's been as is awarded and not that dad even brings it up to anybody. He's like the veteran who doesn't bring up. He's a veteran doesn't wear the Vietnam coat. Dad supports Mike shower. And dad has also said, man, I'm getting these calls and it's not just disheartening. It's alarming. It's alarming. 
It's like I don't even want to meet the guy or be in the same room. From what I've heard, it's bad news, real bad. And so, you know, read your article and it, read the read the Alaska Beacon article and and you know l- learn about both candidates. But just be cautious if you're in that district how you vote and contemplate. Please call both candidates. Have a heart to heart with them. I know they probably don't have time either one of them to sit with every single voter. I know Mike. I can speak to Mike about Mike that that he would he would actually meet with you if you wanted to do that. I'm sure if Doug was listening, he'd say, "I will too. I will too." Just like now, he's on the right to life bandwagon. Uh, but it, it's interesting the dynamic of that Senate race, Tom. And I just you know my heart's in this as much as it's not just for a paycheck. We we do so much. For so little, our our rates are so fair that they're almost taking advantage of my firm, but it's I'm in charge and I accept that. We care and we want good governance and good policy making. We do. And we do. And some of you may not like me, that's fine, but you can't take that from me. You can't take my servant's heart and my wanting good policy. And that's the reason I fight against bullies. That's why I get mad at people like Nick Bagich and Kelly Shabaka. I believe they're bullies. And so I don't like that. And Bill Walker has been a bully to, against Dunleavy. His team has been. And I don't like it. And I step up sometimes, even if the candidate's not the perfect candidate. And I feel that Doug Massey's bullying and Mike Shower, you know, I mean, physically Mike Shower would end him in a punch. But but I'm talking about in, in the context of, not physically, but in the context of messaging and talking to people in the neighborhood. And it just, Mike Shower truly is a Boy Scout. He is a righteous person and I can speak to him. He's the right choice. And I, I just, I shudder when I see some of the candidates out there and, and I hear about them and I think, God, their vanity to even run. They should retire and go away, not get in people's faces with that type of ego. It's, 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 it's not unnerving because I'm not scared of it. Um, but I am worried that our nation and our state and our communities are going the wrong way with some of the people that, that float up in the, in, from the toilet bowels and, and say, I want to run. And it's disappointing. But guess what? The voters can control. They're the keepers of the gate, aren't they? And you can control who gets elected. That's the moral of today's story. You can control who gets elected. Also with Ben Stevens's funeral, remember to look out for yourselves health-wise and in every which way. Hey, Charlie Kirk is next up. It's been an honor yet again for another week to have you all listening to my show. We're very appreciative, Tom Steigman and I. Enjoy your weekend. Drive safe and God bless. Because it's good in everyone And a new day has begun See the morning sun if you try. And I know things will be better. Oh, yes, they will. Patrico, I.